Hello and welcome to another This Is The Music Meets podcast. This week we are joined by Sam, vocalist and rhythm guitarist from indie rockers Muddy Elephant. They've just released their, just released their fantastic summer anthem, When In Rome, to widespread critical acclaim, which, as was written in our review, will have you jigging along. Sam, thanks for coming on today. How are you doing? Not bad, yeah, mate. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, can't complain. Um, all good. Enjoying the sunshine. Um, well, no, it is a little bit, uh, it's a little bit too warm, isn't it? But uh, yeah, other than that, can't can't complain at all. So, um, obviously, when in Rome, uh, as we just mentioned, there's is your latest single. Um, yes. It's a real vibrant and uplifting anthem, perfect for these hot summer days that we're experiencing at the moment. Um, it's obviously your first new music release since Tusk in October 2020. Um, you and the boys must be delighted with the um, with the reaction that you've had. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, we've had a really good reaction so far. So um, I, I think it's the quickest we've got to 5,000 streams out of all the, the singles we've done. Oh, fantastic. I mean, obviously, we've sort of, you know, been uh, getting more fans and stuff over over the years and stuff since we released the, the last ones. But um, yeah, no, really pleased with the reaction. We had some lovely comments and stuff. Um, but yeah. I mean, it was a while since we, like you say, since we released the last track. Um, but yeah, with um, with lockdown and stuff, we just didn't really want to put any new music out. Um, yeah, sure. Because, uh, I mean, what the whole point of doing it, like releasing a single is like, you know, bigging it up at gigs and stuff like that and, uh, and just building it up and then it gets the excitement going and stuff rather than just like releasing a track um, without any gigs. It just seemed weird. So, yeah, uh, yeah. We, I mean, we recorded it back in December. Right, okay, wow, that long, uh, wow. <laughs> what a time yeah. to record that song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, we, we just booked in as soon as we could because obviously we didn't know what was going to happen with lockdowns and stuff. Yeah. So we, we get booked in with um, with Gaz and um, yeah, and then just held on to it for uh, for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it was a perfect... Um, uh, What's the word I'm trying to think of? You know, like timing, that's the word. Uh, like to release it now, especially what we just mentioned there of how, you know, people are thinking about their holidays and, yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, perfect timing. So good timing. So can you tell us a little bit more about the song? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, yeah, about sort of packing up, um, finding your sort of true love and then just run away on holiday, just sort of getting away from everything. And uh, yeah, you know, the famous saying when in Rome just you know just sort of do it you know just yeah. go or do whatever you want just as long as it sort of makes you happy um which is kind of like the vibe that we that we wanted from the track you know it's quite like I say quite a, a summary sort of upbeat track mm-hmm. um especially compared with like some of the other stuff that that we've done um a bit more sort of rockier and, and darker so we just wanted that sort of more indie poppy kind of vibe yeah um, just to fit into the set and uh yeah just lighten things up a little bit yeah sure so um what what's the um what's like the creative process for like writing songs do you come up with the like the melody and the lyrics or is it all sort of bashed around in the recording studio or however you guys do it uh it's it sort of uh, changes we don't really have like a set um you know sort of kind of practice that we you know we will sort of do um it tends to be like 
it'll come at the end of a practice, you know, um, some will, will start, you know, popping like a, a, a few little chords or something. And then, you know, and then it would just sort of like buzz off each other going from that. Yeah. Um, or other times, you know, someone will have like a little idea, whether it's a little riff or a little melody or whatever, mm-hmm. um, bring it to practice. And then we kind of work on it from there. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like when we try and do writing sessions, sometimes because it's, it's almost forced, it's that like you don't tend to like produce the best stuff and then you kind of like draw a blank and it's it's weird you just like because you kind of know that you've you've got this pressure of needing to write a track yeah in sure. the so writing session um and that's why i think like some of the best stuff that that we've written is is kind of come um from someone else outside of a practice and then we've taken it into something or just at the end of a practice right okay i'm with you um so obviously, uh, you you've recently played uh, at uh, your first live gig in, in, in quite some time. So, um, yeah. what have you missed about performing live? Um, and have you got any more gigs coming up across the rest of the year or the rest of the summer, even? Yeah. So um, we've got plenty of gigs. So I'll reel off all of the dates. But um, yeah, no, we um, just that live interaction with with the crowd and stuff. Um, like, there's no better feeling than being on stage and uh, like, you know, seeing people enjoy just music in general. Yeah. Um, we're playing or whether, you know, we're going to see someone. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's been hard not being able to gig. Um, and it's just like, you know, trying to get your name out there. Cause obviously like, we're still quite, you know, so, you know, unsigned bands still trying to break through. Um, and it's hard cause you've got to try and keep that momentum. Um, yeah. And, I've, you know, a few bands have sort of dropped off in lockdown, which is a real shame, um, whether it be, you know, financial reasons or what, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was important to try and keep that momentum going. So we just kept releasing, like, little covers and stuff just to let people know that we were still there. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, no, dates-wise, um, I should probably check my phone so I don't get I know that, so we've got one on the 31st of July. Um, that's in Manchester. So that's our first gig back in Manchester, um, a place called Gulliver's. Um, so that's exciting. Um, then we're playing Jimmy's in Liverpool, which we haven't played yet. Um, that's on the 13th of the 8th. Um, so that should be a good one. I think it's 250 capacity. So Right. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We sold out the Manchester Jimmy's. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. that's 100 capacity I think um, which is now shut which absolutely gutted about oh. um, yeah I think they've turned it into business flats or something like that I can't can't remember but um, I know but they're moving um, somewhere not too far away I think oh. which Fingers is good crossed. it's good news um, we've got the Salty Dog which is our sort of hometown gig yeah. um, that's in Northwich that's on the 20th of the 8th um, back in Liverpool at the Jacaranda on 23rd of the 10th. Uh, and then we've got Jimmy's again um, on the 24th of the 10th. Um, yeah. And then we've got a very special gig, which hasn't been announced yet, uh, which you saw from uh, <laughs> our tweet. So, uh, yeah. Maybe you'll get a, an announcement at the end. We'll see. <laughs> 
<laughs> love it, love it. So, um, and and in terms of, of ticket sales, and are they going? What you have you sold out yet, or have you still got a handful of tickets left? Limited limited availability, I'm guessing for you guys. Yeah, right? still sort of handful of tickets left. Um, I suppose everyone's just sort of finding out what the crack is with um everything all opening up mm. and stuff. Mm. Um, so um, yeah, I mean, we had the first gig that we did was a really good turnout. Um, I was really surprised. I, I, I wasn't sure what to expect, um, yeah. but um, obviously first gig back in that. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was amazing. There was loads of people there, which was nice. Um, and uh, yeah, just hoping for the same for for the rest of the gigs. But all the um, ticket links are all in our bio. We've set up a link tree now, so um, it's just easier to put everything up there, and then everyone can just click on one link, and then they've got all the yeah. links for all the on there definitely yeah definitely so uh, for you people listening if you like what you hear so far and uh, you're a fan of, of the band get clicking on the uh, on the band's bios um so obviously still on the theme of live music what is your uh, personal favorite muddy elephant song to play live Ooh, ooh. um it used to be tusk okay yeah it used to be tusk um but we've started sort of like writing some new stuff yeah um, so we've got like a new lineup now um and we've got a bit more of a sort of catfish and a botman kind of vibe right okay yeah um so we've written a track which is um pretty much a catfish rip rip off but uh, <laughs> right, there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that you're a good band <laughs> but that is um i'm enjoying playing that one um well i mean i've only played it once live but yeah um yeah that was fun fun to play live um but yeah Probably Tusk and Helter Skelter is always a, a fun one to play. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, they've um, they've done really well for you guys. Like when they released, like with the like the number of play, uh, you know, playlists you've had. Uh, sorry, listeners and all the rest of it yeah, on yeah. and that. So uh, I can I can understand why you're saying that. Um, so, is there any plans for releasing new music across the, uh, for the rest of the year? Um, and will, this, and will that and will this song or songs uh, be featuring in your uh, in your band practice tonight? Um, yeah, we. Um, I mean, we've got um, a couple of other tracks that we've sort of. Well, there's one that we've already recorded. Right. Um, okay. Lovely. Sitting on the shelf, ready to go. Um, we just need to decide a, a date and when's when's right. So hopefully once we start getting momentum and stuff back with, with gigs and stuff. Yeah, sure. Then, uh, yeah, we might look at um, getting that one out. And then we're booked into the studio again in November, I think, um, to record a new tune, um, which could be the Catfish style one. We're undecided on that yet, but that seems like it, it's a really exciting tune. So um, I think we're all quite excited to, to get it sort of recorded and, and see where it can go in the studio as well. Brilliant. Sounds like you've got some sort of exciting uh, sort of couple of months uh, coming up for you guys. Definitely. So um, what would you say makes you stand out as a band um, and why should people listen listen to your music? Oh, that's a hard question, that. <laughs> 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 we are the indie rock band. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, we just want to, you know, get music out uh, to people that enjoy it. I, I think our music tends to sort of appeal to quite a wide range of people. Um, we've seen that with people that come to the gigs. You know, it's not 
we've been to gigs before of just like indie bands and they've only got like a, a group of 16 year olds say yeah um, or then we've been to another gig and it's just all sort of like old people um no offense <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no it's not we've got like a really nice mix um and i think that is because of our music because we've got like a we're getting that nice sort of mix with the music so we've got like the lighter hearted stuff um like when in row now and alice um and then we've got like the heavier rockier stuff um which is more what i kind of that's my kind of preference right. um, from my back. yeah um so yeah, I just think we've got a nice balance. We've got a nice balance that people would enjoy to see live. We've got good energy when we play live. Um, everyone seems to enjoy it. So, yeah. That's the most important thing. As long as everyone's enjoying themselves when they're there, that's that's the yeah. most important thing. Great for you guys. And as you said um, earlier on in one of your responses, you obviously love that interaction with the um, you know the yeah. live crowd and seeing people like buzz off of the tunes. So I can only, I can only imagine what that must. Um, what that must be like being up there playing to everybody. Yeah, 100%. Like, there's, there's no feeling that, that can better that. Um, you know, whether it's just 20 people at a gig or, or even five people at a gig, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and then like, you know, like a sellout or whatever. It's, I, I still get amazed that the people, you know, will pay tickets to come and see us play yeah. our music. <laughs> and you know, got to pinch myself sometimes because, like, even I mean, you know, we're not doing massive venues or anything, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just mad. It's mad. <laughs> so, um, a question that I've always known, uh, I've always wanted to know the answer to this question. Sorry, um, since I first come across you, was where where did you get the inspiration from from the band's from the band's name? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one, I, I need to come up with a better story because it's not very rock and roll. <laughs> 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 but um yeah basically we were we were sort of like brainstorming some ideas um because obviously like the name for a band is probably the most important of all of the sort of decisions that you have to make when you create a band yeah um, and in my garden there is a grade two listed um stone elephant and castle right okay it's like it's like a landmark for the area um okay <laughs> people come in and see it and take pictures of it and stuff and yeah um but it's it's amazing um and um i first came up with stone elephants um but that sounds too much like the stone roses and yeah, um, yeah nothing like them no um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> we uh, yeah we uh tweaked the first the first word and uh, yeah it's in mud so went from there yeah muddy elephant so sorry, people come to your back garden, like into your back garden and take photographs. <laughs> no, it's <they're> like look at the back garden. Oh, just got the <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that we just got a few more tourists. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. So it's it's sort of like the, our house is weird. It's um, it's sort of like at the top, and then the garden's in front, and it goes down. Right. Okay. Right. It goes up in the bottom, so people sort of like yeah, drive past that. Oh, what's that? It's a, it's a elephant and castle. Should should watch and play a little impromptu acoustic set or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, well, growing up or even like now, um, who who are your um, musical heroes? Uh, Dave Grohl is my biggest hero. Yeah. Um, 
Although I'm not really liking the stuff that they're doing at the moment. Um, but it's I think it's a bit disco isn't it? I think. <laughs> yeah, it's trying to save his voice. Um, yeah, alive for years and years. Um, but yeah, I mean, like one of the first gigs that I went to, mum and dad took me to um, Foo Fighters at Milton Keynes Bowl. Um, yeah, which is a pretty insane first gig to go to. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So that I mean that that was amazing, and you know from that moment I was just like, oh, Dave Grohl. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, just um, so Foo Fighters, Queens of Stone Age, Josh Hom. Yeah. He's such a cool dude. Um, bit of swag about him. Alex Turner, Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. That's more my sort of my own sort of influence. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sort of like just a combination of them, and then a bit of the Cure thrown in as well. Yeah. Okay. So that um. The Milton Keynes gig, if it's the one that I'm thinking of, was that the one where Dave Grohl was sat on the throne? We'd broken it, fallen off the stage, like that, yeah. That oh. was the second one that I went to. Um, oh, okay, right. <laughs> I've got my tours mixed up. Then I, <laughs> I was uh, was actually I was actually at the at the, at the one I just referenced there when he was in the chair. Oh, yeah. So we are thinking weird coincidences and stuff. Uh, it was a great great day. No, yeah. I mean, even with I mean, you know, you know, Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl loves running up and down stage and it must have been hard for him being sat in a throne, you know, not being able to move. So, yeah. but even still, still managed to put on, you know, an amazing show like they always do. Um, but yeah, the one, the first one was a few years before that. I can't remember if it was, it was either Royal Blood. I can't remember if Royal Blood supported them at that one. Right. Okay. Uh, you were at, I think they were. I think they were there the second time. I think Iggy Pop was there as well. Pop, that was Which, it, yeah. That's the first time I've ever seen him, and that just <laughs> looked like I'm thinking you're about well, 180 or however yeah. old you are. And you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking, well, I wish I looked like that now, let alone when I got to his age. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, oh, wow, that's a yeah, small world, as they say. <laughs> so, um, uh, okay, so you've you've mentioned there your your first gig that you ever went to, so uh, which sounds like a great great starting point for you, and and obviously influenced uh, your music uh, musical landscape and stuff. Um, so if there was any gig that has been like in the past that you could have gone to, um, what would you have chosen? Ooh. See, that's tough because, like, do you go back to? Um... A Queen gig, mm-hmm. you know, proper going back, um, like the Band Aid gig. I mean, that was just amazing. I watched yeah. that footage like over and over again. Um, like, yeah, amazing, amazing gig. Um, but I mean, Foo Fighters at Wembley. Yeah. I mean, that I I had it on um, a few days ago. Um, I watch that all the time. It's just you just watch all the clips and stuff, and yeah, that would have been an insane gig to go to. <laughs> yeah, they're um, we've just discussed uh, live. They, it's obviously the the songs and the mute, which is mainly what you're going for, is yeah. is obviously brilliant. But you also get that added, uh, I don't know, like drama, not drama. I don't know, like little extras that are thrown in there. Obviously, you mentioned before about him running down the the stage and all that yeah. which i guess adds to the... about live music and um you know going to gigs and stuff and seeing how bands do like 
extended versions of, of the tracks and stuff like you know they'll go off on one and do like a massive middle eight or whatever yeah solos in or whatever um but i i love watching like alternate versions um mm. of songs and stuff i i it gets me like so excited like arctic monkeys when uh they came on and did um i can't remember if it was it wasn't tea in the park um no it's glasto i think it was 2013 it might have been um and alex turner just has his acoustic guitar and they did mardi bum with with an orchestra at glastonbury yeah <laughs> takes a lot of guts as well to do that i'd imagine Rick, like you think like what that song means to people and then just to come out and just go yeah nah, we're gonna rip it up and we're gonna do it like this instead <laughs> Um, sorry, I've lost my point. So, um, if you could, uh, like with Muddy Elephant, um, if you could headline any venue in the world, which venue would you choose and why? Um, I've always said the um, Albert Hall would be a, 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 an amazing one to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen so many clips and stuff of, of bands and stuff that I love. Um but to do it like and do it like with a full orchestra, yeah, that, yeah. that's literally my dream to, <laughs> to do <laughs> one of our songs with a full orchestra. Like I just think it takes songs to like a whole nother level. Yeah, um, and I, I love those kinds of songs. So it's like nothing but thieves have done one. Um, Bring the horizon did it ro- like Royal Albert Hall, mm-hmm. um, and they did the whole concert like that, and it was just it was just insane. So is, is that sorry? Excuse my. Is that the Albert Hall in? There's one in Manchester, isn't there? Or do you mean the one? There, in, is, there is one in Manchester, yeah. but I mean, I mean the London one. Yeah, yeah. I um, <laughs> I, I I don't blame it. It's um, there's I don't know what it is. There's something about going there. Yeah. Um, to to to, to, to see a gig. Um, which is it's you can't really describe it. There's something. There's just something about it. Yeah. And obviously, then the the sound as well that that's in there is. He's off. He's off. He's off. He's on another level altogether. Um, been lucky to see a few uh, uh, gigs there, either like acoustic gigs um, yeah. or full-on band, and some of them had the choir or orchestras. And it, it, I definitely agree with you. It, it adds something to to the song and, and gives it like yeah. almost like a new lease of life in a way. Definitely. Um, so uh, you've you've just got off stage at the Royal Albert Hall. Um, you're now in the pub with the rest of the band members. Who's uh, well, you probably have your own after party, I'd imagine you might be in the local pub. <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> um, who's who's ordering what drink? Oh, um, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a very good question. Um, so normally we'd just go straight in with the with the pints, um, but I've been trying to go with like like quite a flat kind of lager or like right, an okay. um, yeah. I'm sort of venturing out um, <laughs> just trying to spice things up a bit <laughs> um but the boys just like they just like a pint yeah just like a an, any pint but Carlos is bartender um ah. at, at the moment um right, so okay. probably like something a little bit more spicier yeah um so he could probably uh whack us up a few uh cocktails um, maybe a few espresso martinis. Nice, nice. Love a few of them. <laughs> Just give you a bit, 
bit of a coffee beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a bad thing. So, um, while you're in the pub, which three musicians have you invited along? Oh, Dave Grohl. Yeah, I thought that was going to be an answer. <laughs> um, are these dead or alive ones? Uh, entirely up to you. Oh, that makes it harder. You're supposed to. <laughs> oh, we'll say alive then. It makes it easier. <laughs> um, Sam Fender, I think, give you a good laugh. Yeah. Um, me and Andy really, really like Sam Fender. Yeah. Um, Seeing. Liverpool, I think it was, um, Guildhall, and that, yeah, amazing, amazing gig. Um, but he always comes across as like, like a really nice guy, just dead sound, dead down to earth. Yeah. Um, and then third, oh man, it's tough. <laughs> um, I've got to say, Josh, I'm. Yeah, Josh Holm, because yeah. I think the banter that him and Dave would have, um, yeah, it'd just be fun to watch. Yeah, I can imagine that, actually. <laughs> I can imagine them going, you know, going at each other. Although everyone says that Dave Grohl is the nicest person in rock, so maybe well, yeah. maybe, maybe they wouldn't. <laughs> maybe he just let Josh win. <laughs> so um, at this point, you're well, in, well into the night now, the beers are flowing. Um and someone's decided to bring a karaoke machine for some unknown reason. Um, what would be your go-to karaoke song? Alter Skelter. <laughs> yes, great choice. Love that. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I don't know what. I t- See, this is the thing. Like, I, so I'm I'm a singer, but I would never get up on a karaoke. Would you not? <laughs> um, I can't do it. <laughs> Honestly, um, I said no. It'd probably be a busted track. Right, okay, yeah. Um, I mean, we've got a wedding tomorrow and um, we're playing Crash the Wedding. Ah, nice. Good choice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it'd have to be a buster drive. We'd have to see what was on the karaoke machine. <laughs> He's got out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as for the, for the band, what are sort of like the aspirations over sort of like the next five years or so? Five years time, we want to be out there on the big stage. They always say that you've got to give it five years, um, and for a lot of bands and you know solo artists, it's it's happening in that last five years. Um, we were actually having the discussion the other day about how so many of sort of like it's like literally been like the last gig that they've done or something like that, and then someone has seen them at their last gig. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we want to be playing all the big festivals and stuff, the likes of Glasgow and that. Obviously, we're not going to be headlining it, but, you know, just to be playing some part of, of Glastonbury, Transmit, all of those kind of festivals, and then just venturing, it'd, it'd be amazing to try and play some music abroad. Yeah. That would be that would be truly awesome. Um, and to just be gigging, gigging with the boys and to hopefully try and make a, you know, a career out of it. Just enough. Like, I don't want to be earning millions or anything, but just enough to be able to do it as a career and you know afford a house uh, yeah sure sure yeah yeah no i totally totally get that that's obviously um that's one of the great things in the way about spotify like certainly for someone like me doing this that it's so easy for me to to listen to, to music and stuff but and obviously it's great on the one hand for you guys 
because it gets out to someone like me living down here. <laughs> but obviously, there's also that, that other side to it now where, you know, you probably get, what, 50 pence per, I don't know, however many, what, about 200,000 streams or however it works. Yeah, so. not, not, not three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, even less than that then. So, oh, wow. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I suppose the good thing is that, you know, hopefully people will listen to our music and then they will turn into a fan and then they'll come to gigs you know they'll yeah. buy the tickets for the gigs they'll buy the merch um and that's where we sort of generate our income from not from you know yeah. the single stuff i mean the amount that we spent on on recording and, and getting stuff out people have no idea how much yeah. it and it's it's crazy absolutely crazy um i mean i've i've bought a van to try and take the the band to the next level, so that's another cost. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but... done now. <laughs> <laughs> Every last but it would, it you know, I understand that will certainly help you, like in the sort of like well, the short and the long term as well, because it will Definitely. make it easier, I guess, for you guys getting around to different venues, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. London. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yes, definitely, yes. Um, so, any messages for for your fans? Um, yeah. So, I suppose this is where we could do the big announcements. Yeah. So, I'm I'm more than happy for you to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> as long as you're happy to do so. Yeah. So, um, we're releasing our music video um, on this Friday, depending on when this is coming out. Um, <laughs> yeah. No pressure now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we're releasing our music video on Friday, which is amazing. Um, like we're we're so so chuffed with how it's come out. Yeah, um, it feels it. Yeah, I mean we got a really good video for Helter Skelter, um, and then yeah, this one again is just it's just amazing. The guys done a really top job on it. Um, so that's one announcement. Um, so yeah, everyone go and check that out on Friday. Um, I think we'll be putting up about five or six p.m. Okay. Um, and then the other big announcement is, which we haven't announced anywhere yet, maybe just told a few friends, um, but we are going to be playing um, Manchester Academy 3. Wow. Um, which is our biggest gig to date. Um, so we're supporting a band called Frida. Yeah. Um, and I think Sifter are supporting as well. Um, so yeah, we're main support on that one. Um, and that's a 450 capacity venue which Fantastic. is mad so yeah we're like yeah absolutely buzzing for that so that's on september the 11th um so we've got a bit of time to go to that one um we were sort of a bit unsure with obviously covid and stuff and which yeah. way things are going to go um but yeah september the 11th manchester academy three it's going to be mental get your get your tickets and uh, and i guess as, as with the previous gigs that we mentioned earlier on the link will all be in the in your link yeah. tree. Yeah. Right. So when we do the official announcement, we're going to uh, post the uh, the ticket link um, through our um, link tree, and then everyone can get tickets through there. Brilliant, fantastic, um, Sam. Unfortunately, that is the end of the podcast. Um, thanks for coming on and chatting. I've really, really enjoyed it. I had a great laugh, um, and great to, to finally meet you rather than just chatting over uh, private messaging <laughs> and stuff. I feedback. <laughs> <laughs> And um, appreciate you giving up your time, especially as you're off to, off to have some practice with the, with the rest of the boys. 
Um, when in Rome is out now on all good streaming download platforms. Um, and as Sam's just mentioned, uh, the video is being released on Friday, this coming Friday. Um, you can follow Muddy Elephant across their social media platforms, including Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and Facebook. Uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Um, it would be great if you could comment, like, retweet and subscribe to our channel, social media pages and website. But more importantly, give Muddy Elephant's music a listen. You won't be disappointed. See you all somewhere down the road. Thanks for having me on, mate. All the best. Thank you.